Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of All Started With The Mouse Podcast. I am Nick Labazetta. And I'm Tony. So, Nick, we've done a few of these podcasts so far. What are you thinking about? you think we're doing a pretty good job? I'm loving it. I'm loving our energy. I'm loving what the fans think. Everything about it is great. Nothing wrong. I like it. I like it a lot. So, uh, what are we talking about today, Anthony? Well, I'm pretty excited about today because for years I've been compiling a list of all the details in the Disney parks. Um, every time I go, I check them out to see if they're there. I do research to make sure they're still there. I, I have very few friends in my life. This is this is what I do. Um, and one of the things I want to do with this podcast is share some of these details with you guys. Um, so we've got a special one today. It's uh, Nick's favorite place. My hometown for four months. Main Street, USA. We're going to go through Main Street, USA, all the aspects of it, tell you some of the details, some of the history, some of the backstories. Um I think the, the reason I love the details so much is that it shows the love and passion that Imagineers put into this place. And even though, you know, maybe one out of a thousand um, guests are going to notice them, the fact that someone does, that's all that the Imagineers need. There is a story in the in um, when they were creating Disneyland. Walt and another Imagineer, John Hench, were talking about create um, building a fire truck. And Walt wanted these leather straps on the fire truck to make it more authentic. And the other Imagineer, John Hench, said, Walt, no one's going to care. You know, no one's going to care that there's straps on the fire truck. No one's going to notice. And Walt put his finger on John Hench's chest and said, they will know. So the theming, the details of Magic Kingdom, it's a testament to Walt's vision. And some of the stuff was created by him and his hand-picked Imagineers, some of it's barely a few years old, but the spirit of Walt lives in these details where theming is king. Um, so this is going to be our first installment, one of six of Magic Kingdom details. Um, so I'll start with the first one for Main Street USA. So the entrance of the park, not just Main Street specifically, but the entrance of uh, Magic Kingdom is supposed to resemble a movie theater. Walt wanted um, its the guests of these parks to feel like they were in the movies that they watched. Um, you know, it was the sci-fi movies, uh, the frontier movies, the adventure movies, the cartoons that he, sh- that he created. He wanted the guests to be living characters in these movies and the theme park was the way to do it. So the entrance of the park was created to resemble a movie theater, the ticket area when you're out front where they're selling the tickets. If you haven't bought your tickets yet, they got snacks. They got, um, you know, Mickey hats and stuff. That's bef- that's supposed to be the lobby of a movie theater where you would get your tickets, where you would get your popcorn, you get your soda. So then you co- uh, you cross through the tunnels and you notice on the walls there are the posters for attractions. These are the coming attraction posters. They're the previews like you would see in the uh, beginning of a movie. They're the previews to the rides you're going to ride when you're there just like the previews to a, uh, to a movie that you'll see in the future. The train station is uh, the curtain. Now, this used to work better because they changed the opening of Magic Kingdom. Um, I would assume most people know that it used to be the train came in. If you ever did the opening... Yeah, with the good morning, good morning song, the dancer would come up, family of the day, all that stuff. Yeah, so it used to be the train would come in, and that was like revealing the magic kingdom but still the train being there it's like you pass through it it's like your the curtain is opening so it's supposed to be the curtain opening in a movie theater and then the names on the windows on main street are the credits they're the credits of the people the imagineers 
um, who brought to life this land, just like at the end of a movie, there's credits. Um, I guess it could be like the opening credits as well as you're walking down. Yeah, that's a good point too. Time. Yeah. And then when you walk into the uh, middle of Town Square, you see the uh, Roy and Minnie statue. Now, is it always in the middle? Because I remember when we were down there in 2017, it was off to the side. I don't know if they just did that because of the hurricane or they move it around sometimes. It's it's moved slightly. I remember the first time I went looking for the uh, the, the plaque, um, it wasn't in the place that I thought it was going to be. It was in a little different area. I think because it's Halloween when we usually go that sometimes it gets moved around because there's the pumpkin, uh, you know, jack-o'-lantern guys. Um, so sometimes they'll get moved around for that. But it's always in the same general area in the center of Town Square. Yes, and when we saw it different in 2017, it was by the fire station and City Hall. But if it's in the middle of um, the hub of Town Square by, with the flagpole, um, there's, a, there's a plaque there for dedication of opening day. And let me, I just want to get it. I'm just going to read it to quote it correctly. It says that Walt Disney World is a tribute to the philosophy and life of Walter Elias Disney. And then it also says that it is a happy place where the young and young at heart can laugh and play and learn together. Um, and then there is another one that is sharing the magic where Roy, Walt's brother, is the reason we have Walt Disney World. He came out of retirement to lead the project. And when did he die? Like a month after? Yeah. Sh- sharing the magic is um, it's Roy and Minnie on a bench. And it's placed approximately where Roy gave the opening day dedication speech. Um, So Roy is the um, unknown hero, the underrated hero of Disney World. Walt died about five years before the project was going to be completed. And everyone thought Disney World is dead. You know, there's no no way. No one can, can make this thing if Walt's gone. Roy came out of retirement. Roy was spending time with his grandkids, his family. Roy came out of retirement and basically willed himself to live to complete this project. Um, and then he died the December after it opened. It opened in October 71. I know. He died in December. So, I mean, he, he willed himself to live, basically. So, in the train station, when you walk through, a lot of people don't even go up, go inside to explore. And you really should because there's some great things in it. Um, there's some displays about Walt's love of trains. Walt loved trains so much, um, he actually created a miniature rideable railroad in his backyard. Um, so there's things that you can read about Walt's love of trains. There's a train schedule for the Walt Disney World Railroad. Um, and there's infos about each of the trains on the railroad. Now, there's four trains on the Walter, uh, excuse me, on the Walt Disney World Railroad. Uh, the names of the four trains are the Walter E. Disney, the Roy E. Disney, the Lily Bell, that's named after Walt's right, uh, Walt's wife, and the Roger E. Brogy. Now, Roger E. Brogy was an Imagineer, and he was also a train enthusiast, and he helped Walt uh, create his backyard railroad. And one of my favorite things in the train station, there's a picture of Walt on the miniature rideable railroad that he created in his backyard, and it was called the Carewood Pacific. So you'll hear that a couple times um, throughout Main Street and... Um, Magic Kingdom as a whole. Carewood Pacific was the little uh, railroad that Walt did in his backyard. So Main Street as a whole is a representation of an idealized American small town. 
of the late 1800s to early 1900s. It's not set in any specific date, um, but that's the range. Walt Disney, when he was describing Disneyland's Main Street, he said it was the crossroads of an era. It was where you could find gas lamps and electric lamps side by side. That's how he described it. And on Main Street, this is something that you can see because you will see gas lamps all the way down Main Street. But then when you get near the end of the hub, the lamps are starting to be electric. This represents Main Street being in an era where the development of the electricity starts to overtake the old-fashioned gas lighting. But here's the thing. Since it's at a crossroads, it's not like it's going to be all or nothing. So gas lamps also exist side by side with the electric lamps in some area because it's supposed to be like a transition time. This is the turn of the century. Things are changing for America. We're starting to evolve in different ways. Similarly, you'll see horse-drawn cars and auto cars sometimes on the same street. You'll see the, magic, uh, the uh, main street vehicles. You'll also see the horses. This, so this is supposed to represent a time when all these things were going on. It was a time of change for America. And this was always Walt's um, vision of an idealized America. It was right around the time he was born. It was something he thought about a lot as a kid. So it's not that Main Street is a specific city or a specific um, time period. Of course, it was influenced by uh, Marceline, Missouri. I screwed that up last time. Um, Fort Collins, Colorado. Saratoga Springs, New York, um, but it's a kind of a collection of all those at the turn of the century America. Fun little fact about those uh, cars is now cast members, I don't think it's, I think, I don't think we've ever seen it, but cast members uh, at the end of the day drive around families, guests. I don't know, have you ever seen that before? That's amazing. Did you ever do that? No. Um, I, Are there specific I think it's just families. Oh, did I ever drive them? Yeah. No, no, no. I thought you meant did I ever ride one. Did you have friends drive them? Um, no, it was it was not uh, it was not merchandise people. It was. I'd love to drive one of those things through Main Street like at night. I know, just being in one like when someone else drives that'd be awesome. I've never been in one. Yeah, I, I didn't know you could be in one. I knew you could. I knew it was it maybe was like, in the morning, but it was always an attraction. It was actually like it was all actually in the beginning um, of Magic Kingdom when it first started. Like it was advertised. Now it's not. No one even knows it's a thing. Have you ever seen it happen though? Because I think I'm going to say only I have once or twice, but they come out at like different times. So we're not really on Main Street. Like if the park opens at nine, we're not on Main Street like at ten. That's true. And I think that's when they come out because one time when we were you were doing your park four parks in a day. And I was in Main Street, or I was in Magic Kingdom just for Splash Mountain, and then I was going to Wilderness Lodge. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a weird, it wasn't normal timing for me, and that's when I saw them. Okay. Yeah. And also, um, with Main Street, how is, is is this just a theory that the day on Main Street is 4th of July, or is that a confirmed thing? Yeah, I've searched for that far and wide um and i've only found it in one place and it's the jim corcus jim corcus yeah. is one of the um probably the disney historian the guy can can tell stories forever he's great look up all his stuff he's written and yeah do you want do you want to yeah, go sure. into that um let me it, know if i leave anything but else. i i think this is like this isn't like a disney fact but who cares it's a it's, it's a, a great it's, theory Something you can impress your family and friends when you're yeah. walking down Main Street. So the theory is that every day on Main Street USA is 4th of July because um, no matter what day of the week, week it is, 
the families are off. No one's working, so they're on vacation. And it, it's not like it's it's not like it's a Christmas vacation because they're not home. They're outside. Yeah, exactly. And it's hot out. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they have all over all down Main Street. They have um, American flags, um, and so celebrating America. And then at the end of the night, what happens at Fourth of July? Fireworks, and they have happily ever after every night. Or a Halloween or Christmas one, but that's the that's the theory, and I like to think it's true. And Walt was a, a super patriotic dude, um, so I don't think he ever specifically said Main Street should be like that. He might have. I've never seen anything about that, but I think it's a it's a great theory, and it's something that uh, makes sense. Now, obviously, if you're walking down Main Street, don't don't say you know Happy Fourth of July to a cast member or something, because no one's gonna know what you're talking about. But it's just I'd a, say I was the only cast member that would be like, oh yeah, do I would too. say Nick is probably the only cast member in the history of like the last ten years to know what that is. <laughs> but it's just it's a great little theory. Um, you know, I, I'd love to see if we can confirm or deny that sometime. And then uh, one thing that I'm sure most people know is uh, the fact that all the flags are fake, aside from the one on in the hub of Main Street. And the reason that is because there are laws where they have to, uh, if it was raining or uh, at the end of the night, they have to take down the flags, which uh, in Florida, it rains just about every day in the summer. Um, so they, they're all fake. They either have like a star missing or a, a stripe missing, aside from the one in the middle, which at five o'clock every day, they do bring down and they have a little ceremony. Uh, it's very nice. Uh, if you, if somebody in your family is a veteran or serving right now, I recommend going down and seeing it. Anything else like that? No. Okay. Not for that. Oh, the only thing is, wasn't that was a question on quiz up or not quiz up? HQ uh, trivia. HQ yeah, it was recently. like, was it, it was what's fake or like what? Like how how is it fake? How you know, different number of stars? So I like that Disney World trivia is getting uh, <laughs> more mainstream. I got that one right. And then also, um, right in front of the Emporium, I would say about halfway is a mailbox. Yeah, I think there's two. Is I think there's one by uh, City Hall. Yeah. And it, it, it's a mailbox, and it is a real mailbox from the United States Postal Service. And you can put a postcard in there. Um, it is a turn-of-the-century collection box. Yeah, it's about it. 100 years old. And uh, so there is one in the middle of Main Street. There's one right in front of City Hall. And you can buy a postcard at the Emporium uh, or across the street at Art of Disney. And you can uh, – they stamp it with like an official Main Street stamp. Then it comes to your house, and you have that. You have the kind of Main Street merchandise, uh, little souvenir that not many people have or know about. Uh, and then also on Main Street in the hub mainly is a Chamber of Commerce, which uh, for if you buy something and you send it to the front of the park, that's where you pick it up. City Hall, which is the guest relations, um, fire station, which. I don't know what it did before, but it, right now, when guests go there, they get the, they get to begin the Sorcerer of the Magic Kingdom thing. Was there – what was the purpose other than just looking? I don't think there ever was a purpose of the fire hall. I think it was just something like, – like all these things you're saying, these are just things you would find in a small town, Main Street, USA. Yeah, and, and then Disney makes it um, – and then Disney makes it uh, something that is uh, suitable for park, for guests. Um, and then there's a barbershop uh, called Harmony Barbershop where you can get your own haircut. And like my first week there, I got a haircut and it was awesome. Like I had the glitter and everything. The cast member asked me like, do you want the glitter like that the kids get? And I'm like, yeah, of course I do. So it was, pre- it was pretty awesome. Uh, 
Great experience. The Chamber of Commerce also, if you check, you can notice that um, it was established in 1871 based on the sign. So one of the things of Main Street USA that Disney World does a lot, but you can notice it especially in Main Street USA, is uh, the use of force perspective. Now these are some of the things that you know can be considered spoiling the magic, so if you don't want to listen to this one, you can tune out. But the buildings on Main Street look taller than they really are. So Imagineers did this by making each floor slightly smaller than the floor that followed it. So like if the first floor of a building on Main Street is 12 feet tall, the second floor would be 10 feet, and then the third floor would be 8 feet. And um, the only building, uh, there's two buildings on Main Street that don't do this. One is the train station, and the other one is the Town Square Theater. That is where you can meet um, Mickey, the Mickey that used to talk. I don't think he talks anymore. And it's where, uh, it's right next to Tony's Town Square. Um, and they didn't use force perspective here. They just built it to scale because it needed to be bigger to block the view of the contemporary hotel because they couldn't have a contemporary modern hotel infringing on the theme and uh, immersion of Main Street. So another one, and this one really makes me sad that it's not around anymore, um, but a forgotten Disney backstory is that the confectionery was originally owned by a dentist. And his name used to be on the sign, on the confectionery sign, but they've basically gotten rid of this story. But I, it's one of my favorites. Um, so on the sign, there was a name, Thomas McCrum. Now, in reality, he was a real person, and he was a real dentist. And in 1922, he paid Walt to make a short film about teeth, and it was called Tommy's Tucker Tooth. And this was when Walt had no money. He was close to losing his first studio, and he was losing his uh, motivation. So after getting paid for this, and after um, being able to do something creative, that helped him allow to pay off his debts, and it recharged his, uh, recharged his ambition. And then it helped finance his next project, which were the Alice comedies. And those were the movies, the short movies that directly preceded Steamboat Willie. So it is really possible that without this Dr. McCrum helping Walt early on, Walt's career could have ended right there. And that would have been the end of Disney. Um, and Imagineers thought that, you know, a dentist owning a candy store, that's funny. It's a way for dentists to make sure they always have customers. Um, now, the sad thing is there's basically no more props or signs of this store to be found anymore in the Emporium. Uh, excuse me, in the confectionery. Um, there used to be a couple signs, like the, the backstory went even farther, that he went to the... Um, he went to a fair and saw the uh, to the World's Fair and he saw these machines and he wanted to use these machines to make candy. There used to be little props in there. Um, basically, it's all gone. Hopefully, it comes back one day. But um, uh, for for forgotten Disney backstories, that's one of my favorites. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about is the Emporium, and I'm going to let Nick, of course, talk about it. Yay! So the Emporium. There's a big backstory about the Emporium. Um, when you walk in in the entrance, you see this uh, little thing on the window that says Osh Popham Proprietor. And he is based on a shopkeeper played by Burl Ives in the Disney film Summer Magic. And he decorated the Emporium with elegance and charm, uh, stained glass signs, wood carvings, ornate ceilings, and a beautiful medallion that he had commissioned that hangs outside the side door. 
Something I love about the backstory of the Emporium is uh, the chandeliers. And the backstory is that uh, Ash kept up with the changing times. You know, like I said before, uh, Main Street is turn of the century, gas lamps and electric lamps. Um, so he had a store wired for electricity, but it was still a new technology and sometimes it was unreliable. So he had um, custom chandeliers designed to not only support electric lights but also gas lights so if you notice in the emporium all the chandeliers have lamps facing upward and lamps going down so the electric lamps are the ones pointing downward and the gas fixtures are the ones looking upward that's just in the first half of the emporium because in 2001 the emporium had a expansion where they took over the house of magic shop and the flower shop in center street and the backstory happens in uh, 1901 um, fun fact that I say about once a shift, a guest would have come up to me when I was working in the clothing area, which is which was the house of magic. And people are like, where are the magic tricks? And I had to like let down a kid or a, an adult who was buying a trick when they were a kid, and like I can't wait to do it again. So that was that was that was sad. But um, one other thing about uh, the Emporium is because of the expansion, they don't play music. In uh, I think it's Center Street on. It could be the uh, little area past Center Street. But so just what was the Emporium initially? That's the only thing that plays music. Hmm. So next Why? time you're, I just don't think they had it wired. Uh, like I don't know because I remember someone told me that, and I was looking around, like listening around, and you can't, you don't hear anything. Hmm. You just hear like the outside of uh, the outside of Main Street, yeah, or maybe that area was not. Wired for electricity. Literally, I will, I would literally say, I'm not talking yeah. about the backstory. Yeah, I agree. And the the reason that for the backstory when the, he expanded it was because like the business was expanding so much, um, which I like. And then I, when they were expanding it, there was a thing. There was a sign. It said um, an expansion for a new century because um, it was a play because it was also 1901 where the backstory. Because if you notice on the Emporium Gallery, there's a sign that says 1901. But in actuality, it was 2001. So an expansion for a new century, it works for both the backstory and the reality. And uh, also in the gallery, if you look back, you see that giant picture of uh, just customers shopping, happy. You see the important – I think you see the important in the background. Yeah, he had I that. I looked at it every day. He had that commissioned. That's one of the things he had commissioned, um, all his happy customers and employees. And then on the other side of uh, Town Square – you, uh, next to where you meet Mickey and Tinkerbell is Tony's Town Square Restaurant. And right in front of – I think it's where, like, the strollers are now so you can barely see them. Yeah, you got – like, you're going to have to move strollers if you want to Or, or get this. there early in the day. But if you look, uh, it's kind of, like, perpendicular to where the chapeau is. So uh, if you look down, you see a little heart with the arrow going through, and it's the paw print of the Lady and Tramp. Uh, dogs, and that's because Tony's Town Square is from Lady and Tramp, and it's just some it's just some little detail that ninety nine percent of guests won't see, but they still do it, and it's covered up by um, stro strollers now. But I still enjoy it. Um, One of the classic uh, details of Main Street, it's going to be on every list you'll ever see online, um, is when you're walking down Main Street, when you pass Uptown Jewelry. To the right of Center Street, so you go into this little niche area. There's nothing there, basically. It's just a little niche area you can go into. It's um, it is right after 
It's right before the bakery, right? Main Street Bakery? It's right after the bakery. I'm th- the Starbucks. Right before the start. I think it goes confectionery, this, and then the bakery. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, if you if you go down to the end of it, you will hear sounds of tap dancing, and then you'll hear the voice of an instructor, and then you'll also hear someone singing. It'll be like scales, like, na 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 And if you look up, you'll notice that it's coming from an open second-story window, and the window is named Singing Lessons in School of Dance. So, again, just a great little detail. They didn't have to do that. Just adds so much more life to the place. And then uh, right across from that, I think, is um, maybe to the right a little. You got after going back down Main Street. Cause you got, so it's not in Center Street. The yeah. Door. The door? Yeah, the door is uh, where the Emporium Gallery and Fashion and Apparel meet. And it's a little door that says, um, Open Sense 71 Magic Kingdom Casting Agency. And it is a... Uh, it's a little um, tribute to all the cast members and 71, obviously, because that's when Walt Disney World opened. Uh, and then it says it takes people to make the dream a reality. And uh, Walt Disney said that himself. And it says Walt Disney founder and director. Um, so it's, you know, Walt is the founder, of course, and the director playing on the uh, idea of it being a movie. Oh, I even think of that. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, and then if you're looking at the fire station. Yeah, it's just another reference to the opening year. Yeah, it just says Engine Company 71, something uh, exciting like that. Yeah. And then uh, as Anthony mentioned in the beginning, if you look at the windows, it is kind of like the credits. Mm-hmm. It is uh, a tribute to all of the Imagineers that help make um, Walt Disney World become, become what it is. Uh, and then here's a few of them Anthony is going to talk about. Yeah, so a window on Main Street is basically the highest honor someone can receive in the Disney company. Um, you get windows on Main Street in Magic Kingdom. You can get them on um, Main Street in Disneyland, too. Um, and there's a lot of them. They're listing a lot of great people. I'm going to go through some of my favorites. So on Center Street, there's a window that says Center Street, painting, painting and sculpture, Herbert Ryan, Blaine Gibson, and Mary Blair. And I like the windows because they give a chance to explore uh, the Imagineers, um, some people that every Disney fan should know if you love Disney World, but a lot of them probably couldn't name one. So this window is honoring Herbert Ryman, Blaine Gibson, and Mary Blair. So Mary Blair was an Imagineer who designed It's a Small World, and she painted the giant mural and the contemporary. Blaine Gibson, created the, uh, he created the partner statue. And uh, the Roy Disney statue sharing the magic. And he also created the singing busts in the Haunted Mansion. And he created the presidents in um, Hall of Presidents. And Herb Ryan, um, Herb Ryman, he is a legend because one weekend with Walt, he drew the first ever illustration of Disneyland. Walt needed a physical picture of Disneyland that Roy could take to New York to... um, show the bankers to help them bankroll this project. And he asked Herb to to draw it up. And Herb said, I can't do that. And Walt said, if I stay with you all weekend, will you do it? And he said, yes. And they together, they drew, um, they drew Disneyland. And Walt said, I want it to be like nothing else that anyone's ever seen, and then I want a train to go around it. Um, he also drew the original drawings of the original Main Street. He drew the first drawing of Cinderella's Castle. And he drew the original concept art for Liberty Square. So another um, window. This one's on the corner of the fire station and the Emporium. It's called 
Brogy's Buggies, Roger Brogy Wheelwright. Now, Roger Brogy was um, an Imagineer, and he oversaw the development of audio animatronics, the monorail, the people mover, and the omnimover system. And the omnimover system is the things that you, like if you're in the Haunted Mansion, the, the, the way that the um, cars can turn and force you to look in a certain direction so you can't look everywhere else, that is called the omnimover system. So any slow ride, uh, dark ride in Magic Kingdom, basically has an Omnimover system with it. So another um, window is Big Top Top Theater. Claude Coates, Mark Davis, Bill Justice, and this one is above the Main Street Athletic Club. Uh, Claude Coates designed sets for the attractions like the Haunted Mansion and Pirates. Uh, Mark Davis was one of Walt's nine old men. These were Walt's nine guys who he had um, draw a lot of the animation for the uh, movies. He wasn't even originally an Imagineer. He was someone more in the movie part. And he created the characters for um, the Jungle Cruise. He created some of the great scenes from the Jungle Cruise, from the Tiki Room. Um, He created the Adventureland Tiki Statues, a personal favorite of mine. Characters for the Carousel of Progress, Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, and a lot of people from Country Bear Jamboree. Um, I'm only going to name three more of these things because we can go on for a while. There's another one above the Plaza Restaurant. It's Walter E. Disney Graduate School of Design and Master Planning. Instructors, Marvin Davis, Headmaster, Richard Irvine, Dean of Design, and John Hench. Now, Walt Disney, you know, I think you know who that is. But the other three that were listed here, these are some of the most important Imagineers in the history of the company. Richard Irvine helped construct Disneyland. And he was the master planner for Walt Disney World after Walt died. So even though Roy was in charge of it, this, um, uh, sorry, sorry for guy's name, Richard Irvine, um, he was the one who knew where everything was supposed to go, where Walt wanted all the things, where Walt, um, you know, he carried Walt's ideas of the theming and the details that Roy may not have known. Uh, John Hench, he is an absolute legend. He um, helped master plan Walt Disney World and Disneyland. He designed Tomorrowland. He sketched the first sketch of Space Mountain. He sketched Spaceship Earth. He helped create Spaceship Earth. It wouldn't have been able to work without his idea of the other three prongs, three um, stands that keep Spaceship Earth up, or four? Yeah, three. Um, And he contributed to the design of Main Street, Cinderella Castle, Epcot as a whole, Adventureland, and the Carousel of Progress. And Marvin Davis arranged the layout of Disneyland with Walt, and he drew the blueprint for Disney World. He was someone who helped um, create the idea of the hub, which is um, how when you go into the center of Magic Kingdom, you can go to all the different lands from there. Walt wanted a center place where people could meet up, and Marvin Davis helped create that with Walt. He also drew the blueprints and helped design uh, the Polly, uh, you know, obviously our favorite. Um, the Camelot Core Roadshow Installations, Tony Baxter. This is above Casey Corner. Tony's a legend. He designed Big Thunder Mountain. He designed Star Tours. He designed Journey into Imagination. And he designed the greatest attraction of all time, Splash Mountain. Um, and I, th- I thought you were going to say Country Bear Jamboree there. <laughs> Country Bear is fantastic. Um, I'll do one more because both these guys actually died in the last year. Um, Hollywood Publishing Co., Manuscripts and Melodramas, FX Atencion, 
Albertino, and Marty Scalar. This is above the confectionery facing the Emporium. Um, and, and X and Marty both died uh, last year. X died the day we got home from Disney, actually, Nick. Um, X Attention, he wrote the script. He helped write the scripts for Pirates of the Caribbean. Fun fact, now that they have the parrot that takes the picture of you when you go down the drop, which I think is the dumbest idea, but whatever. His voice is the voice you hear from the parrot. It's actually a skull and crossbones. Is it? Yeah. Pirates said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah, it's like I never pay attention because I'm always watching. Looking to the right. I'm looking to the right. I love um, the guy with the what? The, what's the wheel called? Steering wheel. Steering wheel. Yeah. Steering wheel? I think yeah. is it a steering wheel? I think it's that simple. <laughs> Get my steering wheel out yeah. for my boat. Um, I don't know. Um, and, but he also wrote the lyrics for Yo Ho A Pirate's Life for Me and Grim Grinning Ghosts. Marty Scalar. Um, he he he's he was. Uh, I love Marty. It was really a shame when he died last year. He was um, with Walt from the beginning. He would write scripts for Walt. He wrote the script for the famous Epcot presentation. He would write um, dialogue for a lot of the attractions. He wrote dialogue for Carousel of Progress when it was being presented at the World's Fair. Um, Main Street and Disneyland used to have a paper called the Main Street Gazette. He would write articles for the paper. Um, And he went on to work. He was head of Imagineering at one point. He went on to work on the creation of every single Disney theme park on Earth until he died last year, um, 2017. And the third person, actually, speaking of uh, Country Bears, the third person on this list, Al Bertino, uh, he helped create the Country Bear Jamboree, and he they thought his face was, like, so jolly, and people, were, you know, would just love it, that he is honored in the show because Big Al is created in his image. Albertino, big so, I Wow, I never connected the dots. Yeah, but even though Nick does not like Country Bears, I appreciate Big Al. He loves Big Al because I love Big Al. And if I think we've said this before, but if you hear someone screaming Big Al, it's gonna be me in the park. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And then obviously, uh, right when you enter Magic Kingdom, and you look up at the train station, and you look up, you can see just Walt Disney World Railroad Office. Keeping dreams on track, Walter E. Disney, chief engineer. Uh, Walt has the first window on Main Street in the railroad office and the last one above the uh, Plaza Restaurant. Beautiful. So another window, and this is this is a little special one because it's not really an Imagineer. Um, it's called Seven Summits Expedition, Frank G. Wells, president. And this is above Crystal Arts when you're starting your walk down Main Street. Um, so Frank Wells was president of the Disney Company in the 80s. And he was an adventurer. He loved mountain climbing, and his life's goal was to climb the highest mountain on all seven continents. Um, and he came close. He got six of the seven, but he died in a helicopter accident um, trying to reach the last one. So his window honors his Seven Summit expedition, and it's also the highest window on Main Street because he wanted to climb uh, the highest places on each continent. And a couple Main Street windows also reference the process that Walt and Roy went through finding and buying the land for Disney's Florida project. So I love these two because it's like a history lesson of Disney um, and how they got here. Um, So the first one is Pseudonym Real Estate Development Cooperation, um, Roy Davis President, Center Street to the right. So Roy Davis was Roy Disney's fake name or pseudonym, of course, when he would visit Disney, uh, excuse me, when he would visit Florida in secret to look for locations for the park. And they had to stay secret because 
um, if people knew that it was Disney looking to buy their land, the prices would shoot up. So they had to keep everything secret. They had to uh, keep their identity secret. When Walt would go, you know, he'd, he'd sometimes even wear a disguise. Um, and another great window that talks about something like this, it's above Crystal Arts too, and it's called M.T. Lot Co. Real Estate. So this was one of Walt's dummy corporations used to buy Florida land in secret. He would set up all these dummy corporations that he secretly controlled, but didn't let out that Disney was buying the land. So his sense of humor is obvious here, empty lot. Um, other faint company names that were used to buy some of the land are also listed on this window, including uh, Bay Lake Properties. Bay Lake is the name of the lake in Disney. And Reedy Creek Ranch Lands. And Reedy Creek is the name of the pseudo-government that... Um, runs Disney World. If you have no idea what we're talking about, we'll probably get into that in a different episode, but Disney World does have its own government. Um some people are like some people are like, yeah, I know, and then some people are like, what the hell are you talking about? Their own like ambulances and stuff. Yeah, their own ambulances, their own, you know, cleanup crews. Yeah, it, their own cops too, I think. I think so. After um the mini hurricane, not Irma, but what was that the first one when we were there when we stayed at the boardwalk? Oh, I um yeah, I don't remember yet. either, but you would see Reedy Creek people cleaning everything up. Uh, driving around um, the Disney Springs, uh, Port Orleans area, you see the Reedy Creek uh, Fire Department, I think, uh, actually. Uh, very interesting. Um, here, and one thing about the windows, a uh, little fun fact from a cast member. I think it's right in the middle of Main Street by the gallery uh, on the left, obviously. If you look up, there's a sign that says, like, little to- a window that says Little Toys. Cast members can look out that window sometimes, and you can just—it was really cool just to see the guests walking around on Main Street, just getting ready for a day at the park or leaving. It was really, very interesting. What is in that room? I don't know if I can say. Really? Yeah. Really? No, I don't think I'm at liberty to say. Um, moving on. Um, oh my god. So here are a couple things in on Main Street that um, are most likely gone for good, but. Hopefully, they make a return. First thing is in the chapeau, uh, the place where you can get your hat stitched, your Mickey ears with your name on it, a bunch of different ears, headbands. Uh, There is a telephone on the wall. Uh, You used to be able to pick it up, uh, crank it, and you could hear a conversation going on. But a cast member has told me recently that someone pulled on it too hard and it's ripped off. Hopefully, they fix it soon. But... um, just give it a ch- give it a look. See if uh, it's right next to confectionery. You can't miss it. We're both going to be in Disney in the next few months, so we'll keep an eye out for you guys. Exactly. And then um, the goofy statue of him with uh, lifting his cap. Uh, I love that thing. Always a great photo op. It's a shame it's gone. Why is it gone? Do you know? No idea. I maybe it's going to be like the Tiki's, and they're just refurbing it, and it's coming back. But was it there when we went in 2017? See, I don't, I don't have a picture of it, but I maybe just didn't pay attention. Cause we didn't spend too much time in Magic Kingdom. That was a lot of Animal Kingdom, Animal Kingdom Lodge, and Epcot. See, I remember uh, thinking that exact same thing. Like, I didn't get a picture with the Goofy, but yeah. then I was like, was it there? Um, so I'm definitely gonna keep an eye out for that. Um, one thing I mean, sure they used to have. Um, I don't know exactly where it was. The Cigar Store Indian. Yeah, which... the Cigar Store Indian was right in front of the Main Street Bakery, I think. And I swear that thing was there when I was there in April. It could have been gone. I think it just recently left. I don't know. And I... it was because um, there used to be a tobacco store on Main Street. And that would be in front of the tobacco store because 
um, cigar store Indians were a thing. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know why. Probably because you know Native Americans and t- yeah, tobacco. I guess so. Um, so I don't know if that's offensive. If it's offensive, sorry, we don't we don't, we don't mean to be. <laughs> we don't know the history of it. Um, but I think that because it so it was there as like a reminder, a little tribute to the cigar store. I think they took it out because maybe some people found it I offensive. I can see that. Yeah, and you know if we can't show pirates doing pirate things. We certainly can't show an Indian. Um, one thing we need to mention is there's a giant clock um, on Main Street, and basically tells the time. <laughs> and all, like there's like four clocks on Main Street: one at the entrance, the train station; one at the on the castle, I guess, and then the one on Main Street. Uh, and they all for Roman numeral four, they all use uh, four four ones, not the IV. Yeah. Why do they do that, Anthony? Do you know? Yeah, but you tell us. Because uh, I think it, that's just the way they used to do it. I think, yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm pretty because I think I, I'm pretty sure I've heard people say like it's not wrong. It's just it used to be done just four lines. Four lines. Okay. Yeah, that's what people I was saying. Before Neanderthals back then. Um, I think that is it. I do have one question for you, Anthony. As you walk down Main Street and you look to your right at the uh, Plaza Restaurant, you see yellow umbrellas. If you look to your left, you see red umbrellas. Do you know why the colors are different? I think you've told me this. Is this the thing you were going to tell me? No, it's not. Um, I think you've told me this. I don't remember, but I'm excited to learn. It is to, uh, if someone needs first aid, you say, go to the red umbrellas. So if you go down Main Street, you see the red umbrellas, you go left, and, Can I guess and first aid is right there. Is the other one lost children? No, I don't even know what you're talking about. It you mean the baby care thing? No, like yellow is the first aid. No, red's first red's aid. Red's first aid. It's okay, so I thought Yellow's yellow. just... Yellow's just the thing. I thought there's be, no, yeah, there's no there's a kid missing. No, no, yet. that uh, goes to the baby care area. Oh, okay. Um, but red's the only one with a meaning. But when they told me about that, I never even like, oh, they are different colors. I didn't even notice that. But I like that they have a reason for that. Yeah. Um, and we're at the end of Main Street, right? We're at the end of Main Street, but we're just starting talking about the details. And we're going to talk about Tomorrowland next. No, not tonight. Tomorrowland is the last one. Yes. You got to go because you got to follow the path of Main Street, Adventureland, Frontierland, Liberty Liberty Square, Square, Fantasyland, Tomorrowland. There's a reason you got to follow that path. And if you don't follow that path, you're a bad person. It's because you go best to worst. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I think that is. Before we end the show. Oh, okay. We are both going to Disney World very soon. Yeah. You're going in a month. Yeah, you're going to. I might be going again in October. Going again, and let me tell you, people. Last episode we talked about the hotels, and we spent like 20 minutes talking about the poly. And because of that episode and talking about the poly, I booked the poly for a night. Yeah, I deserve it. A true hero, right there. I so I'm going to be spending, and I don't even have a a park ticket that day, so I'm going to be spending all day at the poly. I might do. An episode from the poly. Just me getting drunk at Trader Sam's. I'm like kidding. To see shaking that. his head. No. no, no. He could do whatever he wants. This is his <laughs> podcast just as much as mine. Um, yeah. If you see us at the at the parks, better say hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, ten of you. Yeah. Um, that'll do it. Let us know uh, what you think of Main Street. What any? If we forgot to mention anything, I don't think we did. If, yeah, I'd love to know if someone out there has we some, forgot something. If you think we got something wrong, yeah, let us let know. Us know. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Disney Detailer, 
Anthony, do you have a Twitter yet? Do you have an Instagram yet? I'm still nowhere. Nowhere? But uh, in the next, we'll figure out the Twitter thing. Soon. So every every comment just dead, uh, directed to me, if it's something for Anthony, like you have a crush on him or something. Yeah, you do. Uh, I'll let him know. I'll relay it. But um, I just want to thank you all for listening. Um, Anthony, how do you want to end it? You know how. Kungalush, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>